0: I'm Daisy Ray. Welcome to the Talk Poetry to Me podcast. This is the podcast that highlights and amplifies local spoken word artists and poets from around the East Midlands. And today we are talking to Claire Mayrick. Claire is the author of Music of Time, which is available on Amazon, and she is a spoken word artist. I've seen her perform and it was very impressive, hence the invitation to come and speak to all of you. Welcome to the podcast, Claire.
1: Thanks for having me. It's nice to have the experience
0: to do these things. So we are anxious to learn all about you, all about your writing and your performing. So if we go right back to the very beginning,
1: what started you writing initially? Well, I used to like write writers when I was at school, like in English, I used to like write. And then my English teacher at the time, sometimes she said, take me out the room, put me in his office, and be like, you can do some writing, write some poetry and just give me little prompts. And one of the ones he gave me at one time was just look at the front of the book and read the blurb, and then try and just do a poem from that, which was quite interesting. Then mm. that got scores school's newsletter. And then my uncle was always had typewriters, so he always wrote letters on typewriters for his like farming work and stuff. So he used to always try and teach us to use the type use the typewriter. And then that's when one of my first poems came from.
0: Using a typewriter. Hardly anybody does anymore. So I've seen you performing. Do you perform all around these Midlands or was that a one-off I saw you
1: at? I need to try and get out more and travel a bit further afield. Mm. I've only really been really performing probably about for five, six years. Cause before that it was just kind of just sitting in my bedroom, kind of just writing or just like whatever I thought writing or when I was younger I used to write and then mum used to edit it for me. Yeah. I've lost that writing, so I don't know what I wrote at that time. <laughs> That's a shame, isn't it? Would be nice to look back
0: on. For five or six years is quite some time, really. So the stuff that you write now, what's that inspired by?
1: Lots of it's like the mental health, mindfulness kind of base. Because I mean writing's been quite kind of therapeutic for me over the years, because I've had my anxiety diagnosis and then I was obviously had my 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 alcohol issues so coming out of that in the past four years now, now being Saber's kind of like writing's kind of helped me with that journey yeah having that community around you and also I find going out to poetry nights that is my therapy you don't know what people are going to talk about everyone's got their stories that is very true and poetry
0: more than any other writing is more soul-bearing there is a lot of emotion in it and you're not the first person to say that you're using it for therapy. Thank you for talking about your issues. That's extremely vulnerable of you to show that side of you. It's amazing and I think it may help some of the people that are listening today. Thank you. So it would be nice to listen to you perform a piece, if that's okay, and let the listeners get a little bit of a flavour of you.
1: Yeah. This one's one that I've not performed for a long while. It's kind of one that I used to perform when I first started performing. Okay. When I was kind of deep in my depression and my anxiety. Put it together, like, how does depression and anxiety kind of feel, which I've performed at open mic nights because I used to do a lot of treatment mental health nights. This one's, how does depression and anxiety feel? My mind is racing, racing, going back and forth, back and forth. There is a monster on each shoulder. One negative thoughts, one positive thoughts. Keep fighting, keep fighting, keep going, keep going. The road has many twists and turns. Should you go straight on or take one of the side roads? Only you know the answer. Keep walking, keep working on your thoughts, your mind, body and soul. My mind, your mind is different. However, we all walk the same earth, maybe not the same path. Support each other. You never know when you need a partner, friend or stranger to help you through your dark times. Keep loving, keep giving, keep fighting, keep trying to be strong, not for yourself, but for people around you. Fight the stigma of mental health. You never know, when it could be you or someone you love or the person you see in the street each day. Thank you.
0: You can hear your struggle in your words. Thanks, i never looked at it like that. It's testament to your writing that it gives that to me as a listener that I can feel that. It's important to get that message out. It's wonderful that you can share something like that with everybody. Not everybody can. I couldn't do it, so you know, it's most of what you write about mental health.
1: I've tried to sway away from it because when I first wrote a lot, I used to write a lot about mental health. Yeah, and then I kind of thought I don't want to be known as like just this person that just does total poetry mental health. So I moved kind of lot of mindfulness, and then I do like writing workshops and. Like stuff like that because I always do one on a one on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday night, at um, Beeson Library with the with the That's another poet doing paper cranes. That's a really nice little workshop. You never know what's going to come out of a workshop. It's like one workshop, I was writing a poem and I was just literally sitting there crying. Oh, that obviously needed to come out of whatever prob- problems. It needed to come out of me, so it's quite nice and therapeutic in that respect. It really did, didn't
0: it? You know, when you feel like that when you're writing it, that shows. If you perform it or somebody else reads your words, you can tell the emotion behind the words rather than say, for example, someone that's writing something for the commercial market that they think people may like. When you pour your soul into what you're writing, I think that comes across. And I think that's what makes poetry beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, can we hear another piece from you?
1: Yeah, I've got um another one. This was a prompt poem. So, I went, I went through a phase of doing lots of prompt poems on it from Instagram and stuff like that. So, this one uses two prompts. So, it's one of them's called Invisible, and the other prompts Awaken from Slumber. This is called Let's Be Found. Slowly falling gently as a feather, waiting to give wishes to your true self, piecing it all together, connecting all the dots, whilst looking at snapshots and memories held deep within. Feeling empty, feeling cold, warm up this human soul, make this human come alive, let this human be seen always outside, looking in, never inside, looking out, feeling shut out, not seen, not heard. let's awaken from the slumber, let's be found. Thank you
0: do you feel invisible sometimes? Is that what that's about?
1: A lot of the times I used to like my dad my dad always says to me like um you know, you, you always have been loved, but you've always had this feeling that you're you're not loved. I've always kind of had to find it hard to like fit in places, which is what I like about like the poetry scene and my like community choir scene, because it's kind of like you just feel like you're part you're part of a group. You feel like you're not lost.
0: Yeah, is it like like giving yourself a voice, giving yourself permission to speak through your poetry?
1: Even though I've been doing it for years, I still feel like an impostor when I get to do stuff like this. They're like, is this actually me? Or when I like read stuff back what I've like like I've done when I've done BBC upload and stuff like that. It's like, what? <laughs> so I would actually you know, I would actually appreciate stuff. That's your
0: imposter syndrome speaking. Exactly. So do you want to do anything else? Is there like an ambition with your poetry?
1: But if you have eye which is really nice, kind of give you a chance to kind of just have a few kind of long longer sets. So it's nice just getting out there and performing and having that kind of, I enjoy it and I perform because I like, I like the buzz you get off it. And it's also nice hearing other people's words and people's feedback. Like when people come up to you and say, I really like that. it's I've got to start believing it. Yes, you have got to start believing it. That's a clear problem. Oh, I need to try and get out more and travel around more. When I first got published, that 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 was nice doing like, um, going up to Loughborough University and then just, having the launch of like one of their pamphlets
0: yeah
1: If that was like a re- cool rebirth and growth that was a nice one
0: so are you going to do more writing for a publication
1: at the minute i've kind of i've got a few that i want to put into a new book i need to make make time to myself and say right i'm going to do it today pop that in and just get a bit bit of mentorship hopefully with it this time yeah.
0: so chat books can be smaller though can't they but i don't think amazon worked with those
1: Chabbooks can be small. I mean, i mean, I've got like mine's only 13 pages, I think. So I could do it as an ebook. Yeah. I think you need about 18 or 19 to mm. do like paper back on Amazon, which I didn't realise at the time.
0: So let's hear some more words from you. I think it'd be lovely if you can perform something else for us.
1: This is one of ones that's in the that's in the ebook music of time. All the poems in the book are basically full of like basically, they're all based on music in some way, but they're all like like mindfulness kind of based yeah and you've got a few like dancing elephants thrown in because my mum used used to like um teach violin and viola so instead of saying like every good boy deserves football every good boy deserves favor whatever it was she used to always say elephants go better dancing forwards so I got so I basically put poem out of that in the book I love that this one was written in lockdown when I was I was in the bathroom and I was just sitting on the bath and it was like very early morning because it was like the dawn I could just hear the birds kind of singing and it was just like the the light kind of coming through the window and this, this is what kind of came out of that one so it's called Dawn Chorus and it is in the book. Dawn Chorus the dawn chorus the morning song the birds marching band the instruments of nature playing out songs over suburbs towns and cities one bird sings one answers back Different beats and different pitches awakening the day. The earth's gift. Music of the senses. Skies foggy with just a glimpse of light. Pain on glass between them and us. The outside looking in. The birds move upwards in the trees, moving on to the next stave. Coming together to play a duet, a love song perhaps. A beat to the next loop before the drop of euphoria high. The dawn chorus listen to the daily chirps the music that plays out today and every coming day that follows thank you
0: thank you for that one and I do like your mum's way of phrasing things I will be listening back to that just to remember it (laughs) (laughs) I like anything that's like a little bit unusual because it sticks in your head and you think oh I remember such and such it's like oh yeah brilliant so, what's your favourite type of poetry to write, and is that different to your favourite type to listen to?
1: I wouldn't say I've got a favourite kind of poetry to write because I kind of just go—I go with a free write, or I kind of just go, "What's what mood or emotion I'm in that in that day," or I might just find a line somewhere. I mean, poetry reading wise, I probably read like a variety. I mean, sometimes it can be mental health based, sometimes it can be just like I've been workshop, and someone's like, "Oh." Gink-bring comes across a poet and that's the poet I try out or it's just like to support other poets when they've got their pamphlets and books out just to buy theirs and listen listen to that and learn because like to be a poet you need to read it as well because like you can see how different things are laid out yeah oh that, I, might, I might lay a poem out that way or I like how they've done that rhythm I'll try that rhythm yeah
0: page poetry I think there's a lot to be said for the white space on the page and how you arrange the words that you've written but for performance poetry that's different again yeah so do you do you write for performance or do you write for the page
1: I'd say I mainly write for the page and then when I did open mic I might experiment with like how it's going to be performed yeah I did a really useful workshop through World Jam which is another Nottingham poetry group that does kind of poetry for like all, all people, all groups, yeah. of people, all, all like religions, ethnicities, that type of thing. And it was just workshop on performance, like how to perform, how to, how to like see the room. And that was really kind of interesting with your movement and stuff.
0: Well, I bet it was, yeah. So what would you do differently with different types of rooms? Well, about that when the one I've seen you perform at where there weren't a great deal of people there.
1: I mean, I like that room because that's one of, the, one of the rooms where I first kind of used to perform poetry after after poetry night. We used to go to move from the cave because we used to be poetry in the cave at Maltcross. Yeah, so that to be really really nice. Sometimes I'll I like change what I'm going to perform if it's going to fit into like what other people have performed to kind of fit into like the, the night. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just like perform what I was going to perform. Be like, right now, don't change it. Obviously, there's a reason why you're going to perform that piece. Yeah. But I've been, I've been trying to put a lot more, since that workshop, I'm trying to put a lot more kind of movement, a lot more kind of motion. Like if, if I've got like breathing in a poem, I might just do a breath. If I've got a hum, I might just do a hum. Yeah. Just little things to try. And like I've got one poem in the book, it's called Life Beats. So with that one, because I've got one, two, three, four, two to three, four, which is conducting, I'll do the conducting movements. Okay. When I'm, when I'm performing it.
0: The way you perform a piece makes a big difference. I've seen performers that can read like they're not reading, and others do. So they try and memorize so that it comes across better for them. What's your preference?
1: I sometimes think I'll try and learn to memorize, but it's just I don't think I've got that 100% confidence. So what I'll try and do sometimes I'll, I'll read it on my phone or read it on my book, but yeah. I'll try and kind of like look at a few lines and then be like, right look at another few lines, rather than just kind of just hold your phone and have your phone constantly in front of you. Yeah. With a mic, I prefer, prefer it for mic's not like just on the stand. I like to kind of be able to just have it in my hand and then kind of have that like a proper move around.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's a case that you can hide behind the book. Does that makes sense?
1: That does make sense. It's like one. It's like our choir leader, she, she won't let us have our folders when we're singing. So you have to know the words because it's like you just get too many kind of like the heads in folders rather than up doing the performance. I suppose it's
0: like you're not really talking to the people that are listening to you. And I
1: like the fact that even when you're
0: reading, you'll still look up every couple of lines and you're still talking to the room. So when it's a smaller room then, does that tempt you to do more personal stuff because it's less formal? like you're not surrounded by microphones and glary lights and so much it's not quite so overwhelming
1: I think I've always had the confidence to kind of like be in any kind of room when I was at school when I, to, when I had to do like a little speech performance thing one tip the teacher said to me should look at look at the wall in front of you just have that spot to focus on okay so like when I'm performing it's like no matter what room I'm in I'll try and find somewhere that I can kind of focus on rather than looking at Straight on someone in the audience. But then when we did the performance workshop, workshop, it's like just move your glance around the room. So it's like you feel you're talking to everybody. Yeah.
0: So that must take practice. How long have you been performing? I mean, we've been rewriting five or six years. Have you been performing that long?
1: I've performed about five five or six years. From a young age, I've always kind of performed in school orchestras or school choirs. So I suppose I've always had that aspect of having to kind of be on stage and be kind of seen. So even though I still get nervous, I think doing it from a young age, performing from a young age, has kind of given me that kind of confidence in a room.
0: Yeah, I bet it has. It's second nature. It's not something you've got to force yourself to learn. So I think that's quite nice. It's not something I have, but I do think it's nice if you can have it. Moving forward then, a tradition on this podcast now, is to have my guests recommend another poet for our listeners, someone they may not have heard of, even because you know we all love to be introduced to new voices.
1: I mean, the person I'd say that she's been performing for a while. So she just started to get herself back out performing again. She, I didn't go to headline set speech therapy because, but she's she did really well that saw her at um, the speech speech therapy event for Hopley Hustle. Yeah, and I'd say I'd, I'd say like Nikki tullett she has got a YouTube channel that she's just, she's wrote a really nice one recently. Just to do like to do with the women of the witches. Nice.
0: So that again, that's somebody I haven't listened to. So I will, I will look that up. So thank you so much for sharing her.
1: You're
0: welcome. Everyone that's listening today, now that people are getting to know you and we've listened to a bit about your life and your writing and your poetry, where can we see you anywhere online so we can continue to follow what you're doing?
1: I've got my YouTube channel that's Claire Bell Words. My Instagram is Claire Bell Words. My Facebook's also Claire Bell Words. And I've got a headline set coming up on the 23rd November at 7pm at Dandel- Dandelions Poetry, which is another Nottingham poetry group at Sir John Blaise Pub in Nottingham. Okay. They wear John Blaise Warren. The John Blaise Warren, yeah. They, they do it. I think it's the third Thursday of each month. Okay. And they've also got a podcast as well. Excellent. I shall look that up. That's amazing.
0: Thank you so much for coming and talking to me. And thank you for sharing your words. Thank you for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure. You've been a joy to talk to. And thank you for being so candid and showing your vulnerable side. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. All that's left for me to say before I leave is thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to ask you to share it with your friends and family and anyone whose heart and mind loves the power of the spoken word. Let's build our community of poetic souls together. Join us on Twitter at talkpoetry underscore to me. You can also email me at talkpoetry to me at gmail.com. I've been Daisy Ray and until we meet again, take care of each other.
1: Hi, I'm April Berry. Have you listened to Bear Books Podcast yet? If not, why not? We interview indie authors, showcasing their novels, plus, we read the best flash fiction stories written by you. You can find us on social media at Bear Books Podcast. Come on and join the family.